This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to Will and Dibby on 95.7 The Game. You know what one of my least favorite things in life is? People who smoke? Ooh, you're right, but that's not what I was thinking of. Okay, I, I just was guessing. <laughs> well, by the way, when you say that, y'all just, I mean, let Tim smoke. Y'all can smoke whatever you want. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, don't don't blow cigarette smoke into other people's faces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, or even that's, like that's, that's, I mean, the stench of it reminds me of my mom who used to smoke in the house. Oh, yeah. well, so is that a good thing or a bad well, thing? What's a bad thing? Okay. I mean, I love my mom. I miss right. my like mom. Like it reminds but... you of your mom. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, no, what I was referring to, especially on the internet, things that you know are literally there just to dangle the carrot in front of your face. Ah, ah, you take a bite? You can take. I'm like, this is a trap. I know this is a, tra- a trap. There's a trap. It's a trap. I know this is a trap. <laughs> I know it's a trap. And then I'm like, <laughs> can't help it. Damn it. Right? Yeah. Power rankings. Oh, God. Damn it. Oh, Do we have to? No, we don't have to. Can we, though, please? But can we use them to then have an actual conversation sure. about the structure in the NFC and even in the AFC? Okay? This is fun. Uh, stupid. But it's fun. Because <laughs> to me... Power rankings are pertinent for college sports. Like, okay, the NCAA tournament, uh-huh. which is coming up in March, and, you know, Joe Lunardi, first four in, last four out or whatever. We use the power rankings. You know, Ken Palm, as I like to say. Ken, Ken Palm. Pomeroy. <laughs> KenPalm.com. Those <laughs> rankings actually matter when it comes to selection which, and seeding. Which, by the way, my least favorite thing in sports is the fact that college sports at any point, in any way, shape, or form, if anybody gets into a room and goes, all right, we've got papers in front of us, let's figure out who should play for a title. Oh, my God, that's not sports. What are you doing? But in basketball, you have to do that. You can't have a 342-team tournament not, well, and no, let everyone in. It doesn't need Even to be ooey, that pooey. way. It doesn't need to be that way. I, I get it. There needs to be something in there. But I couldn't I just say... Um, each conference, like this is a major conference, so you get five teams. And you're a minor conference, so you get one team. Whoever finishes in the first five places goes to the tournament. You want to make the regular season have some sort of validity? 
then have the regular season have some validity. Yeah, see, that's not fair, though, because the, the ninth place team in the Big Ten is better than the winner of the Southland Conference. That's not fair. There's an interesting statement that should fair, never be said again in sports. I mean... The Buccaneers are going to host a playoff game. Fair? No. Okay. And that's a, that's another thing that's broken. But. Right, I get it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you're in a division, you win your division, okay? Or or come in second, or whatever the parameters are. So, I, I can't, but I'm mainly talking about football. I can't stand that we sit down and go, well, this 12-0 is better than that 12-0. And actually, I think that 11-1 is better than this 12-0. What are you talking about? The BCS about? rankings coming out this afternoon, Mark. Gosh. I'm looking forward to another rendition. Redonkulous. Um, but anyway... Pro football talk. Week 11, power rankings in the national football. I love it. <laughs> League. Um, Thank you. Dress it up. Are we going 10 to 1? Number 10. Number 32. <laughs> Who is last, by the way? Spadone knows. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yep. Is this PFT? Look, if you're going to cry at the podium after the game, you automatically get last place. Only one team cried after they lost last week. Because he cares, Mark. It, it, he it, does. It, Damn got, it, he cares. Listen, I, I got nothing against crying. Just ask Dibs. I got nothing against crying. Man. My point is... This guy's like Adam Morrison in here. Cry. <laughs> like doing radio with Adam Morrison. If you cry after the game, you that you go to the back of the line. I think if you lost to the Raiders and only have one win, you're the worst team in the league, and oh, that's the Texans. Well, but the Texans are they're, they're plucky. The autumn uh, wind yeah. is a doormat. The, the, they played the, the Eagles just like eight days ago, and they were not bad. They covered. Not bad. Only covered by a half point, but they covered. And so the Texans are in 31st, and they're eight. Okay. Are in 32nd. Let's, yeah. let's skip ahead to the Forget top 10, all, Mark. Forget all of that junk. Let's go to number 10. Okay. It is the San Francisco 49ers. They're number 10? They are number 10 okay. after their victory over... Who'd they play last week? Uh, oh, the Chargers. That's right. Uh, the San, San Diego, Diego Chargers. Yeah. yeah, the San Diego Chargers. North up, San Diego. Up one spot from number 11. The 49ers are at number 10. Now, I hope they're ahead of the Chargers. And I, I don't expect it. Chargers are. are probably like 14. Chargers 17. Okay, great. 17. That's okay. nice. All right. Uh, we have a tie. At nine? At eight. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, we're... <laughs> I mean, if they're going to tie, you give them eighth, not ninth, but yes. So when we have a subjective power ranking, we can't have a tie. I know. That's just ridiculous. I know. It's one thing if we look at the AP the college football thing. poll and the votes come out and they're tied. <laughs> Fine. You had 63 voters. I get that. I think I introduced this as it's stupid, but let's have some fun with That's it. It's good. Okay. So, so we have a tie at eight. At number eight and a half. <laughs> Thank you. The Buffalo Bills... And the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The Bills, who plummeted I still eight. believe if you cornered everyone, cornered everyone who's watched an NFL game. And we go, going gun to the head? Yes, we are. Okay, man. I'm, that's aggressive. Oh, yeah. no, water pistol. Okay. Water pistol to the ear, because that's, that's weird. You can get an earache. <laughs> <ache. laughs> Which could lead to a migraine. Right, totally. You might end up with a Q-tip or something. <laughs> um... I think most people have cornered with a super soaker in the ear, and I said, get, put your chip in one team. Tell me who's the best, most talented team in football. I think Buffalo is the number one answer on the board. I really do. Well, they would be higher than eighth, yes. I would argue. Yes. They, I mean, you could say, hey, Kansas City, maybe you're smitten with Minnesota like Steiny is. 
I mean, Philadelphia is, I mean, they got to be, what, 12th now in the power rankings yeah. after last night? We'll get there. Okay. All right, but yeah, the Bills, eighth, yeah. the Bills have lost two in a row, and they are in third place in their own division. I mean, they're 6-3, and three, but these are facts. Uh, number seven. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys. And Goo's got his jersey back yeah, on. He does. After a one-day respite, after a loss at Lambeau Field in Wisconsin. Third in the division. So... It's, I mean, it's still a good year, 6-3. That's, That's true. But they're number seven, ahead of the Niners. Interesting. Number six. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens. Uh, who, Under the radar yeah, this year. Yeah, they're just kind of doing their thing. I can think about like two or three times this year. I'm like, ooh, this is trap game. This is a trap. This is going to be This is an upset spot for Lamar Jackson. And the written. Nope, they go out and win. Like, they've been they've been good. They've been a fun watch, too. They they've had some wild games. And Lamar uh, bet on himself, and right now, he winning. He's winning because he's doing pretty good things in a year where a lot of quarterbacks aren't. Speaking of quarterbacks doing good things, number five, the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa, highest-rated passer in the, week, uh, in the league. Mike McDaniel, funniest head coach in the league. And all them former 49ers who will be coming to Levi's in a matter of weeks. They're doing the darn thing. Yeah. First place AFC East. Mostert, Wilson Jr. versus Mitchell and McCaffrey. Who do you like? Don't you forget Sherfield and Craycraft yeah, also. Of course. It's the entire 20, 20 and a half roster of the 49ers. Right, right. Out there doing good things in Miami. Yeah. It's a good team. Two uh, yeah. MVP consideration, which is a wild right? to think about. Right? You have to. You have to. All right. Well, the MVP conversation is really interesting. There's like six guys who are all kind of in that same totally. hopper. Yeah, and, and a long way to go still. Uh, number four. Okay, the New York Giants. Okay, this is, see. You don't this, believe, do you? It's not that I don't believe. I'm about to go Bobby Fitz on you. But now you, do you believe? If you're going to give me power, this is why I'm ticked that I clicked on this. New York Giants, let's go through it right now. Top 10. If the Giants played the 49ers tomorrow, who's favored? Niners. If they played the Bills, who's favored? Bills. If they played the Cowboys, who's favored? That's a coin toss, but it depends where that game is. Right, if they played the Ravens, who's favored? The Ravens. If they played the Dolphins, who's favored? Exactly. Um, two. A good this, effort, though. This, if they played the Seahawks, if they played the Seahawks, who's favored? They're favored over the Seahawks. They're not. They just Gino lost Smith by, revenge game. They just lost by two touchdowns to Seattle two weeks ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess Seattle's favored. What are you doing putting the Giants at four? Don't hide behind their seven and two record. You know better than that. It's a total hide behind, which is why these power rankings. Miss me with them because yeah. let's go through the standings. Let's just rank them in order of record. I did not miss you with them. I shot right across you found the bow me with them. and you nailed did. you right in your hoodie. Yeah, you did. Number three, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that's it. One blemish on the record, and see you later. You are out of the top spot. The Eagles come in at number three on the board. Huh. Probably behind the team, not to jump the bit, but behind the team that they beat. Well, number two, number two, number two, Kansas City Chiefs is number two. How you like me now? No, I don't like not, you at all. Not what you thought I was going to say, is no, it? No, no. Number one, the team with the best record in football, other than Philly. Yeah, with whom they're tied, <laughs> and not really because they played each other and lost. Right. But uh, what up, Lizzo? It's the Minnesota Vikings. Like that? I do. Like that. I really like that. They're playing good football, and they won the game of the year over the Buffalo Bills. So, look, 
there's some things in here, and you'd have to know, what do you mean by power rankings? Is this record? Are we looking at the rest of their year? Um, are we looking at who would be favored? We can challenge all kinds of these things. But 49ers move back into the top 10. Eagles have a blemish. The conference feels incredibly gettable. The 49ers are fourth in the conference based on this. Giants, Eagles, Vikings ahead of them. But um, quite frankly, I'll say this. Any of those teams come to Levi Stadium right now, who's favored? Any of them. Any of the NFC teams? Uh, any of the NFC teams. I think the Niners would be favored against... Uh, the Giants. Philadelphia would sure. be interesting. I think they would be favored. Minnesota. Maybe it would be less than a field goal. I agree with you, but less I, think the, field I think the 49ers would be favored, though. Yeah. I really do. And a favored, again, is not the best metric because Vegas sets the line in order to draw action right. on both sides. And if, and if the 49ers were at their place, they probably would be a small dog. Yeah, good point. Um, but the, 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 the idea is... The Niners are right there. They are absolutely right there. Um, that win over the Chargers, if it wasn't pretty enough for you, sorry. Um, it has put them in position. And with the Eagles now a blemish, the whole thing is getting tighter. Quite frankly, everything is still out there for this team. I mean, a week ago, two weeks ago, we're sitting here going, gosh, you got to hang in there and you're probably going to be one of the wild card teams. Well, now they're a Monday win away from being in first place. And I know they're still full three games behind Philly and Minnesota. I don't think the Niners are going to get the one seed. but Or probably not the two seed either. Probably not. But, like, it's not off the table. Right. It's not like they would have to, they'd probably have to win out, which I don't really see. Minnesota's next three games all at home. They got Dallas and then the Patriots on a short week on Thanksgiving. Those are not easy games. And then they've got the Jets. So, those, but none all of those three are at home, though. All losable. Yes, but I all. I mean, those are good teams. Then you go to Detroit, you host Indy, you host the Giants, and then you go at Green Bay, at Chicago. Five home games remaining for Minnesota. Philadelphia's going to be the one seed, in my opinion. Philadelphia's going to be the one seed. You just watch them play. I get If you watched the game last night, I, I firmly believe that without a couple quirky things and without some odd stuff from the officials, like, for instance, uh, here that, we go. well, you saw the face mask that they missed on the fumble. Did you watch the game? Yeah. Okay, you, they missed. And look, they missed something. It's not a big deal, but that should not have been a turnover. And without that turnover, you're, you're probably looking at the Eagles going down and, and getting some points on the board. Uh, then they still end up with the ball again, complete a long bomb. Guy get, you know, fumble from behind. There were quirky things that happened in the game. That's football things, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the NFL, right? You're not going to win every week, but then also complete. Combine it with this. Look at what's left on Philadelphia's schedule. And you know me. I don't want to look too far ahead. They haven't played the Giants yet. So those will be hard games. But um, And they still have to go to Dallas. But they've got home game against New Orleans. They've got a home game against the Packers. They're going to go to the Indianapolis and play the Colts. In fact, coming up this the very week. The rejuvenated Colts. Sure. They're back, baby. <laughs> I mean, they've got a veteran quarterback again. I don't know if they're rejuvenated. Coach I don't think Sunday's doing big things there. <laughs> He's changed his name, he by the really way. He should, by he the should. way. He should. And then change it back for Christmas Eve when they'll play on a Saturday. That makes sense. Yeah, right? Just flip it around. But speaking of Christmas Eve, uh, we mentioned that Christmas Eve just got more interesting for the 49ers. What because, a segue. Well, you and I last week said, find me the team that's going to crash the NFC party. It's, it's going to be Giants, Cowboys, Eagles, Minnesota. Somebody's going to come out of the South. Seahawks, 49ers. Find me someone who's going to crash the party. It's possible, but who's going to crash that realistically? Well, the Packers got off to a good start to that conversation by beating the Cowboys. So they're four and six. 
But the answer is right now, the Washington Commanders. They have gotten themselves back to 500 with that victory. Four of five. They've won four of five football games. And if you do like to look ahead, next week at Houston. Week after that, home to Atlanta. They'll be favored in both. So could be seven and five. Then they've got back-to-back. They've got a away game followed by bye, followed by home game. So they play the Giants twice in a row. That's weird. That is weird. Have you ever seen that before? I can't think of a th- time where we were... They got two games in a row against the same team. I don't like it. I mean, I saw the 49ers do it against the Rams last year, but that was playoffs. Correct. Yeah. And separated by a bye, so the Giants won't play Washington in back-to-back games. So Correct. It's just kind of a weird thing where uh, Washington goes at New York, bye, home for New York, and then you mentioned the Niners Christmas Eve. And then it's the got Niners Christmas Eve. I mean, could Washington be 8-6? and six? It's conceivable. Even if they're seven and seven, conceivable. I think seven and seven more likely. More likely, and and what are the 49ers when they when they get to that point like that? That suddenly, and by the way, I'm very very comfortable with that matchup. I think the 49ers, based on where the two rosters sit right now, if they are the same uh, as they are right now, I think the 49ers win that game easily. Quite frankly, they're be- they're way better than Washington, but. Uh, if you want to know who might crash the party, that's that's your first answer on the board right now. I think so. And, you know, you could look at long shots like people were, were clamoring for Chicago. Well, then you lost to Detroit. I don't know if Detroit's a team that's that poised to make that move. Atlanta's an interesting team because they've been so up and down and they beat the 49ers. So they could be a party crasher based on that. I do think just one from the south and, you know, Arizona... If they win in Mexico City yeah, 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 over the Niners, it. they become a team that can crash the party. It still is really, really wide open in terms of party crashers. But Washington last night, they made a very loud statement. Heineke looks more comfortable. Riverboat Ron with a gutsy fourth down conversion in that game. <laughs> and uh, Terry McLaurin, by the way, very good wide receiver. He's a handful. I don't I don't mind what they've got going on there. Like the two guys coming out of the backfield and Robinson and Gibson are serviceable. Yes, McLaurin, even Curtis Samuel, a little bit of a career rebirth uh, by going to Washington. Heineke makes some weird decisions, and he has a funny name. But he does do some things, and he is. He's a good, like he can run around a little bit. He converts on third down. Yeah, that game, at least in theory, got a whole lot more interesting. Okay, Willard and Dibbs, 90 the game, uh, the Golden State Warriors finally put cruise control on their car and roll over nice. somebody. But they hit the road tomorrow night. They're 0-7 on the road. They're 6-1 at home. And that's a very odd thing to think about because that is normally a characteristic of a young team. You've got a young team that hasn't quite figured out how to do things. You get teams like that that are talented so they can win their home games, but gets a little bit harder for those role players on the road, and they can't win. We're talking about the four-time champions who are led by Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson, if you didn't play the night before, and, 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 and Kevon Looney, and you can't, you can't win a road game? I mean, that's why tomorrow becomes really interesting. For all of the reasons we just discussed, uh, can you get off the schneid on the road? Can you respond to what Phoenix did to you last time? There's the Clay and Devin Booker dynamic. The Warriors still see the Suns as a team where they need to drop a message to them with regard to what could happen in the playoffs this year. So 
I think, again, you're going to get another early season game that's got higher intensity than it normally would have. Especially because of the Booker-Clay Thompson uh, imbroglio, for lack of a better dis- description, last time. And you know Clay coming back fresh is going to be looking to make a big impact in that game. And Phoenix also still a big chip on its shoulder based on what happened last year, 64-18, and and they didn't even make it to the Western Conference Finals. Dallas wasn't as good as Phoenix, but Dallas got over on the Suns and then got rolled by Golden State. So I'm sure Phoenix is looking at last year still thinking that should have been us at least in the Conference Finals. And also questions about Chris Paul's availability, which I think is why this game is still off the board. Yeah, maybe that's why. That's uh, that's a good point. Uh, Wiseman to the G League. Jordan Poole has a breakout game while Clay is sitting and broadcasting with Run TMC. So much to talk about. 888-957-9570. Let's go to James in Berkeley. Hey, James, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing, James? I'm walking my Chihuahua. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, what's the Chihuahua's name? Chihuahua's Jeff. Yes. The name is Yes or Yeah? What's the Chihuahua's name? Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Jeff. I love it when people... J-E-F-F, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. (laughs) Thank you. That's a three. I love it when people get dogs and just totally forego the whole, like, what would be a good dog name? Peaches. And they're just going to be like, yeah, his name's Tim. Yeah, totally. Like, what? (laughs) So I love it. I love it. You call them Jeff. James and Jeff walking down the street. Yes. We're walking down. We're walking. We're walking in Berkeley right now. So if anyone's listening, keep an eye out for me and Jeff. Okay. But what I wanted to say is I I would like to admit I was wrong. I called the show a couple weeks ago, and I was clamoring. For a trade, one of those fans overreacting, and now oh. I think I agree with something I heard from Slater the other day. I, I don't know if it was on your show, but what Slater said is he says you look at the top five the Warriors have, you look at some of the pieces they got off the bench in Poole, Divincenzo, Moody, Jamichael Green, at the top nine. I think they can go toe to toe with anyone in the West right now. And I'm very high on Kuminga's potential. I'm very high on Moody's potential. Very high on Poole's potential. I'm not sold on Wiseman, but I think at this point, we have to go down with the ship. I think sending him down to the G League is a good thing. And I like, let's see what he can be in a year or two. And I think right now the Warriors can go with anyone in the West if, if they go right now healthy top nine against anyone in the West. Yeah, James, I think the hope is that, that what you're saying will become reality, but it's not yet. Like even when you just mentioned those uh, those bench players out loud, like hey, they got uh, they got Poole, and then they got Divincenzo, and they got Jamichael Green and Moses Moody, and I'm like, yeah, what else you got? Right. In other words, that's fine, but what they really need coming off the bench are some people who really, really know where to be defensively and how to get after it. Grown men, Mark. Yes. Grown blank men, as we like to say. So can these guys grow into that, or do they need additions to help them with that? And how will that evolve through the season? I remain incredibly optimistic on all three fronts. But to say that that nine right now is is ready to go toe-to-toe with anyone? No. Not, not right now. They need not both, yet. Mark, is to answer game, your baby. question. Win yeah. a road game. And I just did the math, Mark, and thinking about what Anthony Slater said about this Warriors team being so good on the road, that's really kind of a postseason thing. This year, 
And then the previous two years combined, the Warriors are 36 and 48 on the road. Wow. Yeah. It, it struck so me. under 500 even before Way this year. Way under 500. Well, 0 and 7 this year. Okay. What were they last year, though? Last year on the road, they were 22 and 19. Okay. But a winning record. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, 22 yeah. and 19 is not world beating. And then if you go back uh, the year before that, when they went 39 and 33, they lost in the playing game. They were 14 and 22. Yeah. I, I, so listen. I'm not even going back to the disastrous year. Just the last three years. In the regular year, they haven't been a good road team. They've got a they, they've they've built a great home court advantage. They certainly did in Oakland. They're building it very much so here at Chase Center. And I know this is a different sport, but Dusty Baker used to say that all the time: go 500 on the road, win your games at home, and that's how you build a good team. And the Warriors can absolutely be that. Problem is, they're not even close to 500 on the road. They are over on the road. So 36 and 48. Over the last two plus seasons, right. which I know the O for seven, the O and seven exacerbates or makes that totally. a lot worse. But even before that, they were thirty six and forty one. They were sub five honey going into this year. Does anybody want to discuss a starting lineup change after what you saw from Jordan Poole last night? And is there more to Wiseman going to the G League than meets the eye? We get into that next. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. That's the phone number. It's Willard and Dips. Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, I, There's it, a surgery it, for that. <laughs> he needs to rebuild his house. Uh, yeah, they Kim they do. That's totally. what I was just going to say. Call a Kardashian. They'll tell you all about it. All right, it's Willard and Dibs. What's going on, everyone? 888-957-9570. He's also right, by the way. Um, that's kind of why this whole thing has ended up very, very difficult for James Wiseman and, by extension, Trey Lance. You know, rebuild my blank. Like, that's not, that's not what we're doing here. These are teams that are built and ready to win now, and so injecting very, very young and inexperienced players into key positions on those teams has proven to be just a wee bit more complicated than everybody wanted to make it. Yeah. They were rubbing their hands together at the beginning of this year. Remember this? Let's go back Two months. Ooh, ooh. Champions. And Wiseman. It's incredible. And Kaminga. 49ers. NFC title game. And now we got a quarterback. It's never that burr, easy. Burr, 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 burr. Like, I, I, like, well, if DiVincenzo uh, and Green and Lamb were GP2, Porter Jr., and a combination of Bielitsa and JTA, then none of this would be as urgent as it has been. Sure. Because you could still say, all right, yeah, go ahead, James. Go to go to Santa Cruz. We're 10-4. and four. It doesn't matter. And Kaminga, we'll, we'll, we'll sprinkle you in as we need to. It doesn't matter. We're 11-3. and three. Right. Last year, they started 18-2. and 18-2. So all those things were uh, were pushed into the back burner. I, I also wonder this, though. And this, this, when I saw James Wiseman go into Santa Cruz, there were two emotions at the same time. One of them is like, well, yeah, that's obvious. I mean, he's not playing. It's not working. He's not ready. He's got to play. And I knew that that would be the narrative they use. And I'm not saying that they're not being genuine. I think they are. That's true. But there's also another piece to this. I very, very much believe that the Warriors are going to do everything in their power to make the rest of Steph Curry's career amazing. 
And so if you're losing basketball games, if you literally are incapable of winning a road game, the Warriors are not going to just sit there and be like, shoot, it didn't work. Huh. All right. Time to start scouting the draft. Oh, well, we'll see maybe next year. <laughs> They're not going to do that. And so as you pointed out a few minutes ago, if you look at the Warriors and go, all right, if, if we even wanted to entertain a trade, who could we put in that conversation? Well, the very first two names and potentially the only names. Yeah, there's draft picks. Could you put in a veteran contract, whatever? Does it get to a point where, um, you know, the, I don't think there even can be a Draymond or a Clay conversation right now. Again, because they're trying to win. And those guys are winning basketball players. But if there's a trade at any point, Wiseman and Kaminga are the names. And so if you at any point want some shine on James's name, you got to get him out of here. You got to get him out of here because right now it's a terrible look. You have two options. You can either just sit him there, change his initials to DNP, or you could put him in the game and have his defensive rating emanate all over the country for every scout to see, my God, you can't even play this guy. It's or, 123. Let me add a third. Oh, my God. That's what uh, Slate's told us. Or let me add a third one. You can do what you did last night. Hope to blow someone out by 35 points, then stick James in there, hope for a couple dunks, and make that look good. You got to get this guy out of there. Not only to give him minutes, but so that he can use those minutes to put points on the board, even if it's a G League game, so that somebody can get excited about him again. Because no one's excited about James Wiseman right now. Well, and even to your point about last night, he played nine minutes in the, in the game. In the game that you won by 37. Here are the Warriors plus minuses. <laughs> Uh, plus 13, plus 13, plus 17, plus 17, plus 33 for Jordan Poole. Woo! Plus 24, plus 18, plus 26, plus 10, plus 14, plus 4, minus 4. Huh. Which one of these is not like the other? <laughs> Which is obvious because of the conversation we're having. And even yeah. uh, Rollins was a plus 4 in his 8 minutes. Wiseman's 9 minutes, he was a minus 4. And it's a small sample size, but it's indicative of what has been going on with James Wiseman, when he's been on the floor, he's been unplayable. Rollins actually, and again, it's garbage time. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Rollins looked good. He did. And nailed a three. He's taking the ball to the rack. Scored five points. James had two. James had two points. Right. Well, one to three at two points. He, where he is right now, to where he would need to be, to be a real serviceable part of this team's rotation in a championship window, I don't know if you can make up that much ground in a year. So think about it in terms of the Warriors. So they're looking at James Wiseman and they know that right now he's unplayable other than garbage time. So how do you get Wiseman from where he is to a point where maybe in February he's coveted in a trade? Because that is not... The best case scenario is he goes to Santa Cruz and he has a Jordan Poulian turnaround. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And and by February, it's like, oh my God, the light is on and somebody's home. I mean... That's best case scenario. The realistic scenario is... Go to Santa Cruz, come back up, a little bit of back and forth, show that you are actually are a serviceable, legitimate NBA player, and then come February, who wants them? Yeah. Bam, trade, I'll veteran. You, it's 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 tough. It's tough right now because... You don't want to give up on them. No, you don't want to give up on them. There's nowhere near time to do that. Um, however... I love it. You got a big butt. And I cannot lie. <laughs> Even when Jordan Poole was struggling and needed to go to the G League, when he came up, when he was on the Warriors, you're like, you might be like, I don't, this isn't great, whatever. But he could play basketball at the NBA level. And he acted like he could play basketball, you know? James Wiseman, like, you can't be here. You, it's not that, oh, this isn't worthy of a number two pick. This isn't looking like we wanted to. He's not picking up the system. He literally can't be on the floor. He is not even an NBA player right now. So at any point, I know all the things that people say, this is going to sound very slanderous, but all the things people say are true. It's early. He's young. He's inexperienced. He's a big, didn't have college basketball, COVID, injuries, meniscus. That is all true. But at any point... You would still think the number two pick in any draft should be able to go on an NBA floor and not have the whole game fall apart just because he's there. That's what it feels like right now. It's just real talk. He goes on the floor and the whole thing combusts. You just What did you just say? The only guy with a minus plus minus rating in the entire game for the Warriors they won by 37 points, and this guy found a way to turn his nine minutes <laughs> into a negative. Think about it in terms of the coaching staff. So you're, you're coaching last night, and you're up early. You're up in the second. You're up big. The third quarter, you put him away. You get to the fourth quarter. You're up 111 to 70, okay? And Steve Kerr looks at the scoreboard, and he looks at his assistants, and one of them quietly gives him the nod. Yeah. Steve? It's time. Make the wise choice. <laughs> That's a four. Borderline five. <laughs> well timed. It was hilarious. Thank you. So Steve looks down at James and Wiseman. Is there wait? Me? Does he mean James Michael McAdoo? <laughs> is he still on the team? Is it my time? Right. Reminds me of my days playing freshman ball at Casa Grande. Oh, dude. The year was 1982. We were awesome. I stunk. We beat everyone in the Sonoma County League by 20 or 25, and so we'd be up 25 with about a minute and a half to go, and I'd be looking down at Coach Walker. Coach, 
Coach, you know it and I know it. Come on, baby. Finally, he'd be like, Danny, yeah. get in here. And I'd get the same sort of wise manny in minutes. He's 7-1. Oh, bro. I was 4-1. I felt that. I felt with that story you just told, I felt that at a very, very deep level. Boy, one of the power forwards had to mess up so much for me to get called in my freshman year. You had to... St- <laughs> we had to be a big for the Diver to get any burn. <laughs> and much oh, like Clay gosh. Thompson, when I got on yeah. the floor, it was going up. Oh, yeah. If I got my hands on the leather... Seriously. I was always should. Yeah. Uh, what's up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. And also sponsored by ChooseChange.org. It's Willard and Dibs, and here comes the changing room. Version 2 on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Now, Bonte mentioned this on the changeover. We haven't really talked about it much since. And I'll read the uh, the tweet directly from Adam Schefter a couple hours ago. According to sources, Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup. There you go. Is scheduled to undergo ankle surgery Wednesday, uh, and the uh, the team is placing him on IR. Per HC, Sean McVay, Cup is out a minimum of four weeks, and with the way the Rams season is going, I love it. Could be longer. So, I mean, Cup might be done. the The Rams are three and six. We always talk about the Super Bowl loser having a hangover. This is an elite Super Bowl winner. Hangover. I mean, the Rams are unrecognizable from February. Like, they can't even get a first down. Their offensive line is a mess. They cannot run the ball. Um, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald make a couple plays a game here and there, but outside of that, they've been neutralized because they just don't have much else going on on that defense. And, uh, and now Cooper Cup is gone for the foreseeable future. And the likelihood is, even if he does get himself ready to play in five weeks or so, six weeks, which is a minimum, yeah. bare minimum, where are the Rams going to be when he gets back, and why would he go play football? Exactly. So. If they're five and eight, or if, if he comes back and they're six and eight, and you need to win out in order to make it, you probably just hold him out. I would imagine over the next two or three weeks, if the Rams lose the next two or three games, and you're sitting at three and nine, the word will come out that he's going to be. Shut down. Shut down. Shut him down. Yeah, that's uh, that. That is uh, that's a tough one for a lot of fantasy players out there because because uh, Cooper Cup, uh, my gosh, he got the ball left, he got the ball right, he got the ball over the middle, he just got the ball. Matt Stafford just threw it to him on every every single play, and they so can't stop Cooper Cup. No, they can't because he gets the ball in every play, low. And then you look to Monday and go, okay, so if the Rams are effectively like, okay, we can erase them, they're out. You even said it. The Cardinals are probably in desperation sensation mode Cha-ching. in Mexico Monday because if they Cha-ching. win, they get to five and six. They would only be a half game behind the 49ers. But if the 49ers can win on Monday night, it effectively probably knocks Arizona from the ranks of danger. They'd be one and four in the division and they'd be three and six in the conference, Correct. losing virtually all tiebreakers. And the 49ers would be undefeated in the division at 4 0 and would have caught the Seahawks at six and four. That's what's on the line. Like it literally, that game Monday now, it brings the division and a lot of stuff 
into doubt if the 49ers can't win it. But if they win it, it is a knockout blow to the Arizona Cardinals and puts the 49ers right back in the driver's seat for a home playoff game. Yeah, which would put them into three seed. If they win, and I, I think Seattle's on a bye, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So they win, Following tied Germany, with Seattle, right. head-to-head goes to the Niners. So that would put the Niners at the three seed, and that would bump Seattle all the way down to the seven seed pending other outcomes. And they'd only be a half game up on the Washington Commanders. Right. And similarly, if the Niners lose to Arizona... They'd be tied with the Commanders. Arizona would be a half game behind the Niners, and they would hold the tiebreaker over the Niners. How would you handicap, just for fun, just for fun, how would you handicap right now if the 49ers get the three seed, who are they likely seeing week one of the playoffs? That would be the six seed in the league. Cowboys. Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Assuming that the Giants stay ahead of the Cowboys. There's the so, Seahawks also now. The Seahawks, the, so the three wild card teams would stand to be in the moment, would stand to be the Giants, Cowboys, and Seahawks. Correct. All right. So you're taking, and this is whoever would finish in the middle of those three. Right. You think it would be Dallas? I, well, if I look ahead to the end, look, look, look. If I look ahead to the end of the year, it's probably the Giants. I think Dallas is better than the Giants. Dallas would leap over the Giants. They've already got a game in hand against them. They beat them once. Yes. Dallas beat the Giants when they played. So let's just say that it's the Giants. It would be the Niners hosting the New York football Giants. Niners would be favored by seven and a hook. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at Levi's, if they, that's where you were going. They'd be a big favorite against any one of those three. You'd have Minnesota hosting, let's just say Seattle, might be the commanders if they climb up to that. And then it would be Tampa, Tampa hosting Dallas. Uh, Dallas may be road favorite in that I, spot. I expect Seattle to get back on the horse here. Like, don't, like just because they finally lost a game that uh, was pretty winnable, this is still a team that has won now five of its last seven games. They get a week to rest, and then Spadone knows damn well what's happening right after oh, that bye. Boy. They got a home game against Las Vegas, followed by a trip to SoFi to take on the cupperless Los Angeles Rams. Followed by a home game against the Carolina Panthers, I I, I would and then find the Niners, it, yeah. I would find it impossible to believe, inconceivable, that the, that inconceivable, that the Seahawks will not at least be eight and six when they host the 49ers on Thursday, December fifteenth. You got them winning two of the three, is what you're saying. At least, so they'd be eight and five actually, because they're six and four. They don't play this week. Thank you for your math. You're welcome. Eight and I'm trying five. to play along here. They could be. They, I mean, absolutely could be nine and four. Yeah, I, I think they'll lose one of those. Maybe. And I, you know what? Maybe, but and like, I, I don't want to say this too too out loud because it seems laughable, but. Uh, the Raiders are going to be the Raiders are going to be playing for something now. I don't think the Raiders are just going to go. Well, I don't think the Raiders are that bad. Look, it's the NFL. Like they the, got yes. embarrassed. The Raiders can Their win. Quarterback cried. <laughs> if they have any ounce of of pride left in that organization, they're going to show up in Seattle and, and try to do something. Every different. single one of their losses has been by one score. Yeah, they're in every single well, game they play, and, and which by, is even more frustrating because the they suck. There are, but, there, there are a lot of go NFL ahead. teams like that. The Jacksonville Jaguars. This was their first my Jags first two score loss of the year, and it was on the road at Kansas City, and it was only by ten. Like they did not get embarrassed. There are a lot of teams. This is just emblematic of the NFL, and and, and so 
to say that Seattle is just going to go on a three-game win streak, you're right. Like that's 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 silly. That's not the way it works. We all had survivor pools. We all know how yeah. hard this is to predict. The Bills have lost two in a row and they're in third place. How the hell do we see any of this coming? So, I I get it. There are a lot a lot of your bad teams are very capable of stepping up and and kicking you in the shin on any given day. I mean, the Raiders you- lost by five, six, two, one. And they got shut out by the Saints, yeah. fine. And then seven and then five again to Spadoni's point. I mean, it, granted, it just feels bad because your last three losses, Saints, Jaguars, and Colts, those three teams aren't very good. Look around at some of the two and three win teams around the NFL and tell me if it feels like a comfortable opponent. Do you know what I mean? Like, does Cleveland feel like a comfortable opponent? Does Jacksonville feel like a comfortable opponent? Do the Lions and Bears feel comfortable right now? No. Justin Fields is absolutely going bananas. In fact, did I see something? First team, maybe ever. There's some stat over the last three games. The Chicago Bears, I think, that have they lost all of them? They've lost three games in a row. And they've scored 29 or more points in all three. Jeez. I don't think that's ever happened before. So their defense is obviously laughable, but their offense is clearly very difficult to stop. Um, this is a game at Dallas. They hosted Miami and, and, and brought them right to the end. So there's just no looking ahead. Right. And that's that's the, further the point to bring it back to Mexico City on Monday. We don't even know if Kyler Murray's going to play, but this is this is a monster. This is one of those games that's a fork in the road for the 49ers, and yeah. really good stuff happens Big if they win. Big time fork for Arizona. Yeah. I mean, it's more so well, a fork, fork in, in the them. road. It's yeah, a fork basically. in them if they lose. I think you're right, because they would be 4-7, and seven, but uh, you know what comes up tomorrow, and this is kind of an uncomfortable, inconvenient truth. Shout out Al Gore. Deshaun Watson, back tomorrow. Back to practice. Back to practice tomorrow. So I don't know how much of that we'll get into tomorrow, but it'll all be across all the national shows as we're confronted again by uh, the disgusting resume of Deshaun Watson. And I'm glad you brought that up also. Remember the conversations we all, and Stein and Goo jump in on this. Remember the conversations we had about Jimmy to Cleveland and what could the Browns do? While Deshaun Watson was out, and it was like, could they, could Jacoby Brissett go 500 and keep a minute? Could Jacoby maybe, could he go six and five? Could he go, what did it end up being? 11, 11 games? Is that right? Yeah. 11 games, right? 11 weeks. It'll be 10 games. Well, no, I thought it was nine games. No, 11 games, but 13 weeks because of the bye. Isn't it week 13 okay. and Deshaun's back? Something, whatever yeah. it is. No, because it's against the Texans. Okay, right. So could he go six and five? Could he do three well, and six? They're three and six. Should have got Jimmy. Hi, yeah. st- hi, San Diego. Hey, what's up? What's going on? How much? How Do you really want to know what's up, Diaz? I want to hug you. I just we go back. Yeah, we go way back. But, I actually shouted you out because Mark mentioned. Uh, he said, "Ah, oh, it's a lucky break for somebody." I said, "Shout out, Guru," because that's how we got this job. We had a show called Lucky Break. It was a oh, and, reality I'm, show. I'm and, well aware. Of so how. anytime Lucky Break gets thrown out, and it's that all about is so guru. ironic because my- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 